It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of The Fighting Cock is dedicated to the recovery of Ryan Mason. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Cock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Cock. It's episode 29, season 6 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by, well, we're a bit lonely, aren't we? Felonious yeah. Filth. Exactly, just the two of us. 
Well, we had a, we had late pullouts, which is um, something Ricky could learn from. Exactly. <laughs> late late pullouts from uh, Charlie Marsh and Ted Riley, who Ted Riley's becoming a bit of a, a permanent fixture on the pod, isn't he? He is, yeah. Uh, I love his enthusiasm, and he talks sense. He does. It does. Um, I mean, it was it was me hosting last week. I hadn't met him before last mm. week, and he was very good, very very insightful. Might I say, bravo. Thank you, thank you. I was a bit nervy at the beginning, but I got into it. No, it was really good, very good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Ted and and, um, Charlie. and Charlie had to pull out at the last minute because they had work commitments. So, one of those things, it's all right, we've done this long enough now, T, we should be able to handle the, uh, handle the boat. <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> Steer the ship. Steer the ship into safe waters. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Ryan Mason a little bit in, in a second, but I just want to say thank you to everybody who, who, who came to the live show. Uh, your support genuinely was was, was appreciated. We were, were kind of, I was, I was bricking it. I've got to be honest, man. I did. Yeah. I thought that I'd be all right, and then the closer it got to it, the more scary and real it became. How did you feel? Yeah, um, I mean, we walk. Obviously, we get there before everyone else gets there, and the place looks just big and cavernous and empty. Yeah. I mean, it started to feel like, fucking hell, this is actually getting quite, quite real. Yeah. But I think what was a good idea, if a couple of us were serving behind a bar and talking to people, and that kind of helped me kind of cope with um, with the upcoming show. I think the risk of doing live shows is is that some people may think it's like big time. Yeah. Uh, and I think what we wanted to do by, by kind of serving people behind the bar is to kind of really, you know, it's not. it was never about us, uh, our egos or anything like that. It was yeah. just something we thought would be a, f- a very fun thing to do. And by kind of serving behind the bar, it was a nice way to, um, to break the ice. Because one of the things I was worried about before going into the live show was, um, what, what would I say to people? Like when walking around, what what do I say? I didn't yeah. want. You don't want to come across as unapproachable. You don't want to come across as like in everyone's faces saying, "Oh, well, thanks for coming." It, it was a weird one. Like we don't know how to behave. Um, yeah. I think we did all right though. I think. It, yeah, I think I think we coped with it okay in the end. Um... Yeah, it is a bit weird because, like, I think after we'd, we'd finished the show, um, there was a bloke and noticed standing by himself, mm. and everyone else was talking to him about it. So I kind of, you know, approached him and said, you know, how you did you enjoy the show? What did you think? Kind mm. of thing. And, you know, I think there's just um, a whole, just a little ball of positivity in that in that room, really. Mm. And it's never seen anything like it. No, it was it was amazing. Thank you, everybody, for coming. All the, all the nice things that people said yep. really um, blew us away, really. It blew me away. I, I, I kind of... But I, I, even now, it's still, despite what everyone was saying, like that everyone looks forward to it, it coming out, and, and you don't realise it that, that people enjoy it as much as they do. And I'm still surprised by that because literally, you know, we put a running all together, we turn up and we have a chat, and, and that's all it is, and that's all it, it ever will be. Um, but it's just lovely to hear nice, nice things. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for all of that. Uh, um, and. But 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 oh, more than that, it was. It was almost like it weren't the, the the live show was was one thing, and it was great to do it, and it was really interesting to see what people react to when 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 you're talking, because when you when it's just a mic like there is near yeah. now, this kind of delayed effect. People listen to it on their own, and they enjoy it in their own way. Whereas you had instant reaction to everything you say, yeah. And if you said something that you thought was going to go well and just nothing, it was like fuck. So the thinking on your feet was was really difficult, um, but uh, yeah, we did well, and I think I think we we enjoyed. It. I enjoyed doing it. 
Um, but more more importantly than the podcast was watching the Spurs game together. I think. Oh God, yeah, that was that was intense, wasn't it? It was it was amazing. It was amazing because the thing that I I enjoyed most about it and what was comforting was that it stopped being about the fighting cock and then became about Tottenham, and we were all together, all, all sort of living through it and. And, and experiencing all of the anguish we did during most of the game because we were second best and we're coming we're going to come on to the game but we were second best but the celebrations like oh, they God. were I don't think I've ever been a part of a more crazed celebration <laughs> than the one when Son scored it was just fucking made it was, it was fucking mental I mean um, we often talk about you know you go to pubs and there's fans of other teams there and then obviously you celebrate in your own way but everyone in that building was Tottenham, and everyone was, um, you know, kicking every ball, yeah. you know, and um, you know the fact we were two 0 down, and I think it was it was a perfect game for our debut show, I'd say, yeah, because the game could have just been I don't know three four nil, and half time of just passing amongst yourselves in the second half, just see the game out. But the game had the game had everything, it had a lot of drama, and it, it was it was perfect, but. But um, I think the, the actual celebration was one second the, for the second goal was amazing, but the celebration for Jesus is is it is yeah. Jesus's Christian name? No, Gabriel Jesus. Oh, Jesus, sorry, Jesus. Has Jesus uh, he, when he scored his goal, we thought in the, in like everyone else watching on telly, we thought that's a goal. Yeah, it's it's a goal, and it went on for ages. And after about ten seconds after he scored the goal, it felt like an eternity. Yeah, it just cut to the linesman's flag up. And the fucking place went crazy. <laughs> it was like we'd scored. It was fucking I've, insane. I've never seen anything quite like Have that. Have you ever celebrated an offside like that? No. <laughs> fucking hell. People were like losing their shit. I thought... Beer everywhere. People lo- uh, bloke lost his watch. You lost your phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And have somehow ended up in Ricky's hand. Fuck God knows uh, Yeah, Giza lost an Armani. Uh, what's his name? He comes to the pub with us after, I think. I forget his name. Oh, yeah. He, he lost his phone. He lost, lost, his, watch. lost his Armani watch and uh, Bardi found it. But... Yeah, it was, it was an amazing, amazing experience and uh, we're going to do it again. Thank you for everyone coming. It was a special, special day and one that I'll never forget and um, humbled by all of the stuff that people were saying. It's, it's quite difficult to receive positive... Just, just be people being nice is quite difficult to take that. It, is weird. it, it was it's, weird. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Not, not uncomfortable like don't say it. Like, I'll, I'll take it all day, do you know yeah. what I mean? But it, it's, 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 it's a weird one and... Um, like I say, it's just a podcast about Spurs, and it's it's great that so many people enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a fair bit of work goes into what we do every week. We just kind of, I mean, as Flav said, because it's not because we don't get a live reaction. We're just talking. We're just talking into the ether, and just saying what we think. And the fact that you know a lot of people respond to you know to what we say every week and take an interest in us as people as well. I think that's just it's very humbling. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, and we we've got some video footage that we're going to put out. Um, the first thing we're going to do is put out the reactions to the goals because that's fucking incredible. And then we're going to put together a kind of longer um, sort of promotional type thing um, that will kind of document the day a little bit better than than um, than just showing the goals. Uh, big thank you to Matt for organising the event. He did a massive amount of work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, without him, it wouldn't have happened. So big thanks to you, mate, and the staff at White Rabbit who were, were fantastic as well and helped, you know, put together the you know the, the um, projectors and um, and helped staff it. And it was just you know they're they're good good people down there. So if you need a venue and you want to you hire hire it out and it's in the middle of Shoreditch, so it's a great great location. Um, hook them, you know, give them a call and and I'm sure they hook you up. Um, yeah, that's White Rabbit in Shoreditch. 
Okay, uh, oh, also one more plug for um, uh, Pistolhead Brewery and Five Points Brewery who uh, supplied the beer for the day. We are going to just get the standard stuff in terms of you know, Stella or whatever, um, but we thought it would be good to get something decent to drink. We did a like, t- taste testing yeah. a couple of weeks before the live show and we got this uh, Pistonhead Lager and the Five Points Brewery at Lager and... Uh, uh, it was just you can tell the difference you can taste the difference between the, the two beers it's incredible actually I never thought you really would be able to but like tasting Stella next to that it's like um, it's like different it's like not drinking lager it's a taste of nothing it's yeah. weird so anyway uh, yeah if you fancy some quality beer Piston Head Brewery and Five Points Brewery uh, produce some quality stuff and they're North London aren't they yeah uh, I think Piston Head's in Tottenham I might be wrong um, but I, th- I think it is um, okay, so Ryan Mason, I just want a quick, a quick nod because you saw the the injury. Everybody knows what it's about. It was in, uh, you know, initially quite a bad way, um, and then obviously it, there was a lot of support around it. But what, what I found disgusting, and a lot of people found disgusting, was firstly the way the Mirror reported on it. Um, I understand that this is the nature of online media now. Um, that they need to produce headlines that that force people to click on the link and so that they can generate ad revenue. If they don't do that or don't do it as, as often as possible and as well as possible, then you know they, it will affect their turnover and affect the amount of money they can make and affect the amount of news they can report on. The problem with, with it is that it's becoming the the staple for for all of these these news outlets, and when they can essentially create so much revenue from football, and more so they can create so much revenue from stories that aren't really related to the outcome of the game. So Mason getting injured is it's not about results. It's not about anything. This is a human being who's fucking potentially in a life threatening situation. Yeah. Wasn't as the Mirror reported. Um, it, it just it kind of it leaves a really sick tasting, well, sick taste in the mouth. You, you've got to think if you're if you're his cousin or a friend of his, you know, how would you feel see, seeing that headline? You know, it's, it's, it's disgusting, and I think and that, we felt bad enough as Spurs fans. Yeah, like if you're related to him, exactly. And then there's um, I think the original headline was just uh, you know Mason's in hospital. But then they would change the headline to have that, and it, the, the condemnation was universal. It wasn't like I mean, I guess you could be um, obtuse and say, well, you know, they've got to make their money, that's why they put it there. But, you know, this, this is someone's life yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. And, um, you know, you do get... I mean, the, you, you can get fractured goals in football because that's the nature of the game, you know. It's, it's, it's a terrible injury. But when you're putting that thought into people's heads, you're thinking, well, you know, what, what the fuck? Because we, you know, we, we've seen Mason week in, week out. He's been at Tottenham since he was a child. And you know he's almost, we've almost grown with him in a way. Yeah. And to and to hear that was very disheartening. And, and then today the Daily Star, ran another um, headline of um, yeah he's talk, they, they call his missus um, a, a stunning wag. Yeah. He's at the star's bedside, and I thought that was that was just yeah. The, the full headline was Ryan Mason head injury meet the stunning wag at the holes uh, star's bedside bedside. I mean, firstly, firstly, like that's terrible. I mean, you can you can understand it. But what does it fucking say about us in society that that headline, they know that that will generate more clicks than just reporting the fact that a footballer could, you know, has a terrible injury. Yeah. Or just reporting the facts. It's just, it, 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 
the Daily Star, the, the Daily Mirror, and many other news outlets are a um, you know have gone down this path, and, and, and football seems an easy easy way to generate clickbait titles, and you can understand it and accept it if it's just transfer tittle tattle yeah. stuff that doesn't matter. But a player's health, a human being's health, is is much more important. No, it's grim. I mean, even something as superficial as Prince Harry's girlfriend. They said, "Oh, you know, he's he's dating a girl who's been on been on um, been on Pornhub, and the video she's got on Pornhub isn't even pornographic. It's just some perv filming her, figure filming their TV when she was on a show called called Suits, right? And saying, oh, you know, Pornhub star, you know, is dating dating Prince Harry. What the fuck is that uh, about? Who is it? Who are these people, right? Who think I feel comfortable doing this?" I, I'm fine with this. I, I get being in the company, or I haven't been in this situation, but when you've got pressures from your bosses and yeah. saying, this is what you need to do, and if you don't like it, then then get out. But I'm not sure I would be comfortable with sitting there and thinking, I'm going to click, I'm going to write this headline and, and, and I'm going I'm to post it. Well, yeah, I mean, not everyone, I'm not saying I'm the most savvy person in the entire world, but I can see a headline and I think, well, maybe that's not true, but there's some people who will read that and take it at face value and tell all the most, look, you know, Prince Harry's dating this or Ryan Mason's going to... Now, someone will probably walk into work, I don't know, as I said, back, back to his family again. You know, they've, all got, they've probably all got normal jobs. Going to work, so, oh, have you seen the paper? Ryan Mason's fighting for his life. Mm. You know, and people just repeat the stuff ad nauseum that they read. And well, I, I, that, that was the, it, that was the effect. Because, because that was the story that got shared. That was the first thing I read about Ryan Mason. I knew the, the, the injury had happened. Um, but because I was fucking, I was in the right state on Sunday uh, after the pod. I hadn't really checked social media and things, and that was the first headline. I thought uh, it might have been a broken leg or something like that, and and, and looked into it, and that was the first, like life threatening. That's what I first I saw, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then you know, just to cause that reaction in someone is is bad enough. Anyway, look, I, we won't keep going on about it, but you know, all, all we say is um, get well soon, Ryan, and, and and it's actually warming to see some. Some of the fans of other clubs also showing the support, and, and players of other, other clubs, um, sure. uh, including Arsenal as well, which um, you know, which is, is warming to a certain degree. <laughs> um, we had a couple of questions about the live show. Aaron Lovegrove um, he, he he tweeted and said, "What's worse, Willage fans or people who talk loudly over a live live podcast show?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, when we were recording, some people were talking. I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't have a problem with it. I wasn't, I wasn't asked with it, but. Um... I did think shut the fuck up at times, but <laughs> I, didn't, um, I, I mean didn't, I didn't care because sometimes when you're talking about football, like I was zoning out when we were talking about <laughs> Man City, to be yeah. honest. But because um, that's that's a part of the show where I was upstairs, so that's probably why mm. I noticed it more so than than you did. But um, but people want to talk about stuff. I, yeah. I don't have any issue with it. I, I think I'm it's just, I think it's just the volume of it really. Um, no, that was an issue. But but I mean, um, I think when we do it next time. There might be a few tweaks we'll make that will probably make that less of an issue, because maybe right. maybe it went on a maybe it went on a bit long. Oh, I see. So we I think maybe after fifteen minutes is when they started to talk more and more. So yeah, we're going to ensure ensure that it's as engaging as possible. Yeah, um, there was certain. Yeah, I found that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll sort it out. Um, Harry Davies on Facebook. He says, "What was the best moment of the live podcast evening?" Well, we talked about the offside. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much got to be the offside, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, that that was the best moment. That was the best moment overall. The the off celebrations for the offside goal. Yeah. All of this will be shown at some point. We'll, we'll get a video footage. I, th- I think the best moments are probably just just the game. Really. I mean, no, actually, tell a lie. I mean, moments that I remember is um, 
is walking out because we heard um, the outro first and Al, he did brilliantly, Engineer Al brilliantly rapped it. Mm. And then, you know, the theme tune comes a bit like, you know, we've got dinner huddle around the back, so, you know, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Yeah, because we're all shitting ourselves, yeah. like, we have to reinforce each other. <laughs> and then the music comes about, like, fuck, 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 this is real, this is real. But then, you know, Al did a brilliant job, hyping up the crowd, we walk out, and everyone's been really supportive. And Do you know, the, 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 when we were just about to go out, for the t- when I heard the jingle, the, the our main jingle, I was like, I don't want to do it. I literally, that was what was going through my head. Yeah. I do not want to do this. It, this is the, why have we done this? That was what I wanted to ask you all, but I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to instill, what, what are we doing? It's fine behind the microphone. Exactly. It's safe. All right. We don't, we don't know if anyone's watching. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, my arsehole went completely and I was shitting myself. And then we walked out. Cause you have to do, you have to, it wouldn't have worked if we were all just sitting there and, and then we start the jingle and we're yeah. all sitting here waiting for the jingle to end so you can't be on stage when that happens unless we can I don't know but yeah my pupper went completely and, <laughs> and uh, it was yeah it was rank but the, you know we got over it and it was it was good it was good uh, yeah I, I agree with you though the, the celebrations on the offside goal were fantastic anyway to the game um, we've touched on it already but it was a bad a, I mean we defended resolutely yeah for uh, for for the vast majority of the game um, and both the goals with mistakes by lorries I'm slightly more forgiving of the first one because you have a minute to, a minute to a second to, to decide what you're going to do yeah. Sane was it was clear the ball was going to reach Sane um, so he had to make that decision if he makes any connection with it at all it's you know he's cleared it and that in terms of percentages probably is he's probably better off doing that than staying on his line and saving a one-on-one from Sane. That was my gut feeling. May, am I being too apologetic? My, my gut feeling was that he could have used his hands. Yeah. And the replay showed that he could have, but he may his, not have known that. His feet were in the box, but was the ball inside the box? I'm not sure. I might, might have been borderline, but then... So we saw that in a replay. But then, exactly. But then, if you give away a handball, then all you've got to do is hold it to the ball and wait for your defenders to come back and then just have a free kick. It's probably. Yeah, but I mean, ref- it's easy for me to say now, but a re- no. If, if a goalkeeper, if a goalkeeper handballs it outside the box, it's a straight red. Was it was yellow. No, no, it's a straight red. I'm pretty sure. That's I'm on the internet. <laughs> I'm going I'm to check that before we. When I get when, when you're talking, I'm going to check it. Um, but but no, I think um, I think Hugo had a decent game overall. He made a good. He made a good few saves. I think. And they made a save from Silva. Yeah. Made a couple of oh, other yeah. saves. Oh yeah. Before so, the first half, he yeah, was fantastic. So, um, and I, you know, I think there's a picture of there's an image of him um, asking for for forgiveness from the fans. But I don't think anyone really blamed him. But I think he's probably the most relieved person in the country when when the Son goal went in, especially after what came before it with the with the Walker foul on, on Raheem Sterling. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it, it was uh, firstly, Loris doesn't have to fucking explain. Every goalkeeper in the world, no matter how good you are, makes mistakes. Well, but there's Gomez and he's done that time. That was bad. Well, yeah. But yeah. no, no, so you're making a point. I'm not saying that loads of mistakes are acceptable. I'm just saying that given what Loris has done... Yeah. He's, he's in credit. Yeah. You know, just for that save against... Um, the Leverkusen. No, the one on the hand. On the, is that Leverkusen? Yeah, 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 Leverkusen. Fuck, I mean, that was Gordon Banks. That is amazing. You know, we, uh, we, can, we can forgive him for that. Um, maybe people uh, can, can correct me, but I'm pretty sure if you... If you, if a goalkeeper handles it 
outside the box he gets a red. Yeah, because it would have stopped a goal scoring opportunity as well. So yeah, exactly. He probably may have been. Yeah, yeah so from from that logic, he definitely would have in that instance. Um, and then the second one was the, the ball bounced in front of him, spilled. I mean, I looked at there, there was um, some statistics about how what keeper holds onto the ball most in the Premier League, and Loris was top out of every other keeper in yeah. in the league. So, you know. It was, one of, it was one of those where, when I saw the cross, it was a poor cross, and I almost looked away from the screen thinking that, you know, he's going to get the ball. And sometimes when you're watching the game, you look away from the screen and you look back. So I must have looked away for a split second, and I see the ball rolling in, and like, what the fuck's just happened here? Yeah. You know, he's, he's fumbled it. And then, I mean, at 2-0 down, I'm thinking, well, you know... I'm not even. We've never talked about the, the quiz, but I lost the quiz. So I was already. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was already in a shit mood, and then we were two 0 down, and I'm thinking, oh for fuck's sake, this is the worst day of my life, and I just feared the worst. And then um, Kevin Vimmer was having was having a pretty bad game. Dyer was um, having a bad game as well. But then, um, then obviously, as we'll talk about in due course, we you know we came back into it. But the first half, it did seem. Like all was gone. I think Pep Guardiola got the formation spot on his pin. He pinned back our fullbacks, and it, and it was working perfectly for them. Yeah, yeah. He he's he. I mean, on the Ball Street Channel, I've given Pep some from, some stick, but he got it completely spot on, and he must have fucking. He, you probably couldn't believe what was happening when 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 we managed to get it back to two 0 and a uh, two all. And I wonder how much of that is about fight and passion and and belief, because the goal for the second was class. Yeah, I mean the layoff from Kane, the finish from Son, was uh, was, was was amazing, um, and it, it's the reason why I talk about spirit is that it takes belief in order to get yourself in a position where you can score a goal against a team like Man City. No matter what you say, they've still got some quality players yeah. there. So it takes a certain type of mindset that be able to, to come back from two 0 You know, a lot of clubs and Tottenham of old, I think, would have just. Sort of folded or not, yeah. and, and and probably gone on to lose heavily. Um, but there was there was fight there, and 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 when they did go down to two 0 we did have some control of the game, and we and we punished them for it. I mean, uh, Ali again, uh, while he didn't do a great deal during the game, he was there at the right time to get that ball in the net. It's a brilliant goal as well. Yeah, and if if he does that, then it doesn't really matter. You know, he's there was a stat stat that he's been involved on by uh, yeah he's been involved in more goals than any player under 21 in all of Europe. That's just, that's just amazing. Yeah, it is incredible. It is incredible. And, you know, he's regardless of what I said about his, his all-round play, if, he don't, if he's doing that, then it really doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it was amazing stuff. Um, about Walker, that push on, on Sterling. <laughs> I mean, I watched it and I was like, fuck, he's gone. Yeah. Stonewall penalty. <laughs> he's gone. And the ref, ref was fucking horrendous. Like he, gave, he let the game flow to a point where it was, it could have been like, like imagine it was. It, it, I'm pretty sure there wouldn't have been a single booking if he would have if he would have ref the Spurs Chelsea game last season too or the uh, Stafford Bridge. Yeah, he just let everything go. It let everything go. Um, it benefited, it benefited City because they were on, in, in their pomp and they would have, it would have broken up the game if he, if he pulled back every foul that I considered to be a foul. Um, but that yeah, that push on. On, on Sterling we benefited massively from no, we that. did and, and Sterling didn't fall and if he did it would have been a penalty and, and the sending off um, and they are, I don't know if anyone even you know if you follow me on Twitter you'll have seen that um, oh, yeah. I did a request for a thug life video and um, and to trunk 
gladly obliged this fucking amazing because in the interview after said you know what about what he did to Sterling and he just put him I said yeah I pushed him yeah I pushed him but if I, le- if I left him he would have been through so you know I fucking love our players I, I love the fact that, that it's just the way they respond to things and it's it almost seems like the bullshit is gone like you still get players straight batting interviews and, and doing you know all the things that, that they would typically do but there seems to be that air of bullshit that's gone He's like, yes, I pushed him. I got away with it. But can he be done retrospectively for that? Um, I don't think so. Not for that. I think maybe if, maybe if there's other like stuff. Violent conduct. If there's like other that. stuff you do, maybe if you've handballed it and you're having a laugh about it after the game, if you handball a goal, like, I don't know, I don't know, in '86, then maybe the FA will look up, look up on it. Yeah, I wonder what the laws are on that uh, in terms of like what can be re- retrospectively punished. I'm not sure. Maybe. At worst, he'd probably get a ban. I don't see it happening, though. No. And I don't think it'll happen. But it shows um, that our players don't want to lose. No. In, in a way, I mean, the fact that he could have just let him go and said, you know what, leave it to you, Hugo, just you know, deal with it. But he's like, you know what, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm, I'm going to try and, try and stop this. And um, there was a stat. I mean, I posted another picture on Twitter today um, that shows Dele Alli's about to head the ball in. And it shows us stat in the back that they've scored 13 in four, goal, four games that against us. That was an us. amazing photograph. And, um, and it just shows that... I mean, Hugo's been through all. I mean, he's lost 6-0 to them, 5-1 yeah. to them. He's been through all these batterings. And I think even he said this is a different Spurs team. This wouldn't have happened as part of past Spurs teams. Mm. And it just, it just shows that we're, we're never beaten. We've just got a question here from Mr. Walker Porter. He says, does Rose's tackle on Raheem Sterling beat Lely Kings and Iron, Iron Robin? You're, it wasn't. It was out of Herald. Yeah. The, the tackle where he came in round the side. Oh, that's another one. Um, I don't remember the Rose one then. I oh, don't remember. It. Oh man, um, was that better than Alvarez? Probably not, you know. Because Alvarez was um, that was De Bruyne, was it? I don't know who it was. I know the tackle you on about. That's was, Zabaleta. Zabaleta. Right, he was, was through. Yeah. And he was like a goal, and, and I thought he'd miss hit it. Yeah. And then we watched the replay, and he's like, "Fucking hours he made that, that tackle." Was amazing. I, I can't remember the Danny Rose one. I, I'm sorry, but. Uh, Lenny King's tackle on Aaron Robin would be the greatest tackle of all time because he was so far beyond yeah. someone who was so quick. The, the issue with, with the King tackle that I'm sure people are going to at us if we don't mention it is that the co- from the corner they scored. Did like, they? Mac- scored from, from from that corner. That's very true. So that that might that might give the edge to um to Rose. But I think now with, with King's one, Robin was probably the fastest player in the league at the time. Mm. Maybe second to Henri, and the fact that King caught him and, and plus King wasn't tackled I mean, cleanly. He was. He was Pacey, but you yeah. weren't like a fucking sprinter. Yeah, and he got back, and it, it yeah. was just like it was. Robin was like, "I'm through. Yeah. I'm gonna put this in." And, and King out of nowhere just, if for fucking some weird reason you've never seen that tackle, Google it now. Yeah. King on Robin, it was fucking amazing. But um, I mean, you mentioned Alderweireld. It gets to a point where I almost forgot he did the tackle because he does it so much. Just like when Hugo, the Hugo save against Leverkusen, I had to almost ask which save, which save because. Game in, game out. These guys have got such a high level of consistency. It's just, mm. you know, we're, we're blessed. We're very blessed. Absolutely. Um, so Wanyama. Oh, fucking hell. So he played, he played centre-back in a team that was struggling to cope with Man City. They were giving us no time at all. And I get, in that game, he was allowed to do his job without worrying about um, offensive tactics because offensively it just wasn't working especially yeah. in the first half so all he really had to do is do his job as a defensive midfielder against a team that was all over us and because of that he was going to get a lot of the game And but he just didn't fail he and, and when amazing. he went into centre-back when we lost 
Out of our old. Out of our old. And then Vimmer came off at half time, so we had a makeshift centre back pairing. Of Dyer and, and Wanyama. Uh, and, and they didn't let us down because no. the two goals were pretty. I mean, maybe the positioning for the Sane goal, but then there's always mistakes. Yeah. You know, apart from Lloris's mistakes, we were generally pretty good defensively. Um, but Wanyama, he, he did his job in defensive midfield and he was a fucking colossus when he was at centre back. Oh, God, yeah. I mean. When he when he when he first signs, even when you look at him as you know as someone who doesn't support the team he plays for, you think, well, he's just a beast, he's just a physical presence. But you have to have a lot of football intelligence to play centre back in the way he did, and play centre midfield in the way he did. He didn't waste the ball a great deal. Everything he did was measured, and I think it's just an amazing signing. We're just so lucky to have him. Eleven million pounds. Yeah, it's a steal. Yeah. And, you know, Arsenal paid 30-odd million for Zaka, who got sent off yesterday. Um, 30 million for Mustafi. To be fair, he's, not, he's doing well. He's doing well. He scored yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He did. But he got Pogba as well, cost 89 million. Yeah, and we got, <laughs> there you go. And we got Wanyama 4-11. So. Did you see uh, Stokes t- reply to someone who, who <laughs> criticised him? <laughs> that's, a, that's a bird and a half. <laughs> Criticising Gary. <laughs> Glenn Whelan. <laughs> Glenn Whelan. And some years ago, he's uh, Glenn Whelan. What is he, he's not mobile enough or something yeah, yeah, yeah. shit like that. And Stokes, from their official account again, um, uh, something like he's still trying to get the 89 million pound out of his pocket it's fucking beautiful <laughs> I love it see this is what we've been missing for so long and the gr- glory of there's not bad with Twitter and it, at times a very fucking horrible place yeah. but there's moments where and what's great about about it is that it enables there to be some a human touch around football club Stoke yeah. you know use it well Spurs did a great one when when uh, Kadu signed and Kadu yeah, yeah. yeah so it was just but, do you remember that after the West Brom game I actually forgot to mention this so after the West Brom game they put up a, an image saying um, yeah we drew one all <laughs> and then in the next tweet they put laughing emoji <laughs> just kidding and then they put the 4-0 <laughs> 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 I thought that was pretty was brilliant that? That Spurs Spurs official oh, fuck, I missed that completely <laughs> that's what they did fuck you know that's amazing uh, fan, fan no fiction he says if City uh, on Twitter, he says, if if City pressed and pressed us and gave us problems, do you think Liverpool would be successful as them on the eleventh? There's every reason. I mean, there's every chance that can happen. Um, the um, City result puts pressure on the Liverpool game. We have to win that now. Um, I think if anyone can, it will be Liverpool. who can play that high tempo. Hmm. I, I I think that uh, City. You know, it's not the first time we've faced a team that can press well. Yeah, I think this was a game that Spurs weren't on, weren't didn't play well. You know, things didn't come off for us apart from the, the two goals we scored. I can't think of another chance we had other than the two the two shots on target. So, you know, it, this was a bad performance. But City pressed well against us in the first game when we beat them two 0 Yeah, but we were just better than them. Chelsea came and pressed well against us. We beat them. Uh, Liverpool will do the same, and if we turn up, we'll be able to handle it. Um. If we don't play well, then we will we'll, we'll struggle. But that's the same, uh, you know. There is, you can't expect a, any fan of any club can't expect their team to play well all of the time. Yeah. And I think it helped the fact that we we drew that game. But I think Spurs drew uh, the, the team and Pochettino uh, drew some leeway when things don't go completely to plan. And I go into that Liverpool game if. Adeverad is fit full of confidence um, they're not as good as Man City I don't rate I mean is Mane back if Mane I think Mane and Matip I think they're away well Matip's back he's playing for Liverpool oh, okay. now 
but they, he didn't go. You know that thing with Liverpool that he he didn't go. He retired from international football. Yeah, they picked him anyway. They picked him anyway, and he was ruled out of being able to play for Liverpool. Yeah, but he's now been released and was able to. So he'll be back. But I'm not sure if Mane is. When is it? The week after next. Oh, yeah, two three weeks from now. Then they'll they'll probably be back. I would yeah. imagine. I mean, my my concern. I mean, what I think was the thinking behind the question was that we've been playing three at the back to great success. I mean, is this the game that shows the flaws of a three-four-three? Mm. In that, you know, you had the fullbacks heart the pitch, pushing back our fullbacks, so it kills. We have we've got no outlet. It kills our effectiveness. So maybe, maybe Pochettino's got to look at another formation, or maybe just use a formation and just hope that another team can't execute as well as Man City did. Most teams won't be able to, and no. I don't think. I think we've seen in the last six games that three-four-three is the way to go. It's just at currently. Uh, it's just that when I mean Man City were on form and yeah. Man City on form will give any team in Europe a fucking difficult game yeah I mean the week before they got they got absolutely panned 4-0 yeah. this was a different Man yeah. City on this day so I wouldn't re- read too much into that performance um, you know the, the, it is a test against Man City and Liverpool away but every team's going to going to have difficult periods against those teams so uh, you know don't read too much into it and, and just uh, you know, carry on enjoying Tottenham, I think. Um, just quickly, before we end the first half, Juicy, Su- Juicy Sushi on Twitter, he says, we face League 2 Wickham in the Cup. No, 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 no. no. Huh? It's, it's a line above, you've got to wait. All right, who made that question? <laughs> you've got to look at it again. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, all right, I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. Um, that winks. Just how big of... All right, let's ask that, because I've said his name. Uh, Wink- winks has come on every... Um, in almost every big match this season and done well just how big will he be in future I don't know um, if he steers, if, he's done well if he stays clear of injury um, he can be a very important part of our team I think that the, uh, the eye-catching stat was that he, he had 100% pass completion I know people hate stats but that, it's a lot to be said when you've got a midfielder pressing you yeah. and he was able to use the ball that well and you know, and the fact that the manager trusts him as well, I think he's got he's got a big future. We just you just got to keep on going on the on, on the. So got to keep going and keep improving. Yeah, I mean, he, he when he when he's come on and, and especially against who's that shit team we beat recently in the league? What Chelsea? No, was it? West Brom? Nah, in in the cup. Oh God, fuck! <laughs> Fucking this is embarrassing. Oh, Villa, Villa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember one of the biggest <laughs> clubs in England. Uh, a Villa, and he, 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 he showed the most will yeah. in order to, to get forward and, and, and try and create something. Um, all I would say, in my uneducated opinion, because I've been proven over and over again to be uneducated in, in, in the realm of football, but I would say that from what I've seen so far, he hasn't showed anything other than the most functional elements of, of a midfielder um, he's not special but he can apply very intelligently the tactics that are given to him and, and react to what Pochettino is saying and as you say Pochettino trusts him so I'm hopeful that there's much more to come and he will have a great career but in order to have a great career at Tottenham he's going to have to show more I, is that fair? I don't know I feel like I'm being harsh but that's generally how I feel I think I think with Dembele, I mean, I don't think Dembele. What if things were different? I don't think Dembele would have played the full game. He ended up doing so. But I could see Winks maybe filling in for him on occasion. Mm. So 
Yeah, I think he's got. A, I think he's got a big future. Uh, he's, as I said, he's a very functional player, but a player that can keep possession is always helpful. Okay, so uh, finally, uh, we face League Two Wickham in the Cup, who have Akin Fenwa. Who would you like to see playing this? Well, we're in Barcelona at the moment, aren't we, for some warm weather training? Um, Alderweireld came off with a tight hamstring. Um, Daniel Rose came off with his knee in a brace. I don't think those two will play. Well, they seem quite happy on the plane, didn't they? Yeah, no, I don't think they're. I think Toby's was um, precautionary and probably the same as Danny Rose. I'd imagine it would be. I think Ben Davis will probably play. I don't think Kudi would start, although I'd like to see that. I think he might. Um, well, Janssen wasn't in the squad again, so he'll probably have another chance at redemption mm. against Wickham. Well, he's got... Let's, <laughs> let's move on. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be, be definitely a much-chained side. Um, probably the same, similar team that we had against Villa, and hopefully the players who are on the fringes, so Sissoko, Son, all of the Son did all right. I think these I've, people have got to do better in these games. Do you, would you would you be opposed to having a centre back pairing of Carter Vickers and Ben Davies? I don't. I wouldn't want to see that because that's Wickham, though. Yeah, but who's going to be left back though? Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be right, Carter, Vick, Carter Vickers and Wimmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, Davis. no, I thought. Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot about it. Unless he plays three at the back, then it'd be them three. Yeah, it'd be those three. Yeah. I actually think we should play three at the back just to give Ben Davies a little bit of kind of. Time in that in that role as a left sided. I actually think. I mean, last week I was saying that Davis. I'd have preferred him to start over Kevin Vimmer. And um, you know, people who had that opinion, I don't think people are necessarily vindicated. I mean, some players improve the more they don't play. Yeah. Um, Kevin Vimmer's not started many games this season. Uh, he has looked a little leaden-footed, but I don't think it's over for him at Spurs by any stretch of the imagination. Just a bad game. Well, we, Players have them. There was that rumours when, when everyone was fit and you think, well, is there anywhere for women to go? Yeah. He hasn't played much this season, but now you know, clubs have rejected all bids for him. Yeah. Uh, his agent have said that uh, Cologne came back in for him and a couple of others, and Premier League clubs were yeah. wanted him on loan and Spurs rejected it all. But, all right, uh, that's it for the first half. Now we've got Windy. Yeah. Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanees, because that's where the bulk of the action is. Luke McGee played in Peterborough's 1-0 defeat over Swindon. A nice clean sheet for Luke there. And incidentally, in goal for Swindon was ex-Spurs young keeper Lawrence Vigarou. And Yasser Kasim was playing too. Will Miller missed out again for Burton with a hamstring injury. Shane Harrison joined Yeovil Town on over the season last week. And he made his debut as a 77-minute sub in a 2 draw against Blackpool. Ryan Loft, who's at Stevenage on loan for the season, was an 81st-minute sub for them as they lost 2-0 at Hartlepool. Federico Fazio played in Roma's 4-0 win over Sampdoria and their 1-0 win against Udinese, so two clean sheets in a week for Fazio, or a few days even. Uh, Nabil Bentaleb has played in all three of Algeria's three matches in the African Cup of Nations, and Clinton G was an unused sub for Cameroon in their last match. The under-18s were due to play on Saturday morning away at Arsenal, but that one was postponed due to a frozen pitch. They will be playing against Norwich City on Tuesday night, so possibly by the time you're listening to this, in the FA Youth Cup fifth round match. That's at Stevenage's Lamech Stadium. 
The under-23s don't play again until Monday the 30th. That's also at the Lemex Stadium, and that one is against the Southampton under-23s. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you so much, Windy, for your youth update. Cheers, Lindizzle. Yep. Uh, there was a bird at... Uh, <laughs> there, there was a young lady, I won't say her name. Um, there was two young ladies, actually, we should talk about. One, one no, I wouldn't say her name, because I don't embarrass her. You, you know, people know about her. Uh, well, I'd say we know about her now. Uh, Ru- who, who has uh, a thing for Windy. God, yeah. What, should I not say that? No, you, you've said it now. I've said it, it's out. Uh, and we're not editing this shit. And, yeah, it was just, it was, I thought it was quite nice. You know, the fact that, you know, Windy, you know, she, she, she liked a bit of Windy. And I can understand, he's a dashing young man. He is. He's intelligent. Um... Yeah, he's dashing, he's intelligent. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's quite nice to show a bit of love for Wendy. Yeah, get on a The train. other standout young lady we met was one uh, Daisy. Yeah, who she's been named now. Was, was a live wire. <laughs> Absolute nutcase. Firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we kind of, we was on the stage, because um, obviously we was on a stage, and we stayed on the stage because we wanted to be a, 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 above the proles. Oh, that's a joke, obviously, but uh, but we could see it's just kind of mental, and, yeah. and 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 I love the enthusiasm. And she yeah. came out for a beer afterwards, and she was, uh, yeah, she was um, a well, she was lovely. She's lively, though. Lively, that was it. I the energy help. was was um, it was it was incredible. The, I just the kept thinking. I just kept thinking of um, I don't know if any of our listeners ever heard of even light sleeping mods. But they've got a style of um, singing, as you'll call it. Yeah. And it reminds of the way she talks. Yeah, she was proper it's kind just, of Cockney, yeah. uh, kind of East End, you know. I, 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 Very I, energetic. I warmed to her massively. I, I thought she was a yo- lovely young lady who was um, just full of energy and absolutely fucking adores Tottenham. Will she ever get on the pod? Um, we, we were asked. I was worried about, I, I'd be a little bit concerned about how mental she was and whether or not she could be controlled. <laughs> And so, for that reason, I'm sorry, Daisy, no. But, you know, it was amazing to meet you and we hope to see you at the next live show because yeah. you made our day. It was great anyway, but you made it that little bit better. And Murray from Zimbabwe, who asked for the show. He asked about 20 questions on the live show. Yeah, uh, yeah, him as well. He was a good guy. Everyone was great. Um, okay, so we've got some uh, quick-fire questions. Because uh, it's just me and you now, isn't it? Yep. So, uh, Pringles or Doritos from Soap Surgeon on Reddit. I love them both. So do I. Absolutely love them both. Doritos make me feel less scummy. (laughs) I feel like absolute scum because when you open up a sour cream tub of Doritos, you don't just put the lid on and put it back. You know, there's like that cliche. I don't know what the fuck they put in that shit. It's like crack. It is like crack. It's like how I'd imagine crack to be. Yeah. Um... But yeah, sour cream Pringles are a, a, a big, big weakness of mine. And if anyone opens one near me, I'm smashing the shit out of them. Yep, I think I'd have to vote for Pringles over Doritos. I'd, for the same reason. But, but I, I would choose Doritos as a more... It's not even refined, it's just slightly less gummy is all I would say. I think Doritos needs salsa or guacamole for it to be... My ex-girlfriend, who was at the... Um, she was on at the pod. Oh, fuck it. You know, I completely forgot that I... Um, she forgot to play a jingle or didn't play it out of time and 
I said, I've been, I've been with you 14 years, that's why I left you. In front of everyone, I forgot I'd said it, and she reminded me of it, and she's like, you fucking arsehole. <laughs> At the live show, uh, she said, um, she goes, if I, because she, she left me, actually, for truth be told. <laughs> so she was like saying, you're a fucking, if I had, so she goes, if, I, if it wasn't your, like, the, the, you know, the thing that the fucking got was, I would have shouted, I left you, but she, for the record, she left me, I didn't leave her. But, um, it was lovely yeah. seeing her there. Yeah, she was great. Um, I forgot why I, was, why I was saying that. And another question is, is that yours? If no, you're no, watching... no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, from, it's from Wayne Miller on Facebook. Wayne Miller says, if you're watching porn on the bog and the stench of your own... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and the stench of your own poo hits your nostrils during a good part, does it put you off asking for a friend? Wayne Miller, Facebook. Fuck, what kind of fucking reprobate can't wait to watch porn until after he's finished? going to the toilet maybe you want to experience um, jizzing and pooing at the same time why would anyone want to do that why is poo related to any kind of sexual activity why I don't know what you I mean I, I don't quite get it I mean maybe you'd have to put the laptop on the system you know because some people he's on the phone got, isn't he? he's on the phone look at oh I was going to say they've got this thing of like um, called an AC Slater and then saved by the bell he would sit at the chair back to front yeah and some people take shits like that so what they do, they put the laptop on the system, <laughs> on the system, and watch, do, take a shit that way. It's a bit weird, but... Well, first, firstly, firstly, I'm not sure when you say some people that you're not referring to yourself to. I've never tried it. I've read about it. How do you it. know this shit? The AC Slate. I've read it somewhere. I've read this somewhere. That's incredible. What are they watching? Not porn. They're watching something like Breaking Bad or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Big Bang Theory or something like that. I don't know. That is incredible. Um, I wouldn't... I think um, the smell of my own poo would put me off, yeah. I wouldn't even fucking consider it. I think you're a scumbag. I'm I'm putting myself in this position. Yeah, I I, I think you're a scumbag. Or your friend's position. Yeah, it's not a friend. It's you, Wayne Miller. You're a scumbag. (laughs) Absolute dutty bungle. Um, Who's the better signing? Helder Pastica or Vincent Janssen? I have a five head from Reddit. Uh, I don't want to answer the question because I said we're not going to abuse Vincent Janssen, Janssen anymore. I'll just say it's a better signing just to answer the question. All right, look, we're not we're not going to we're not going to coat him off until we're never going to coat him off again. Either we don't speak about him, or uh, or he has he's turned into a world class striker or whatever it is we need. I hope he does. There is one more question. But what I'm saying is there's nothing to gain from um, from smashing him up no, on the no, podcast. No, absolutely, absolutely not. I think it's, it's good to try and be positive and see the, see the good in players. But um, well, I'm saying don't be positive. I'm just saying don't be negative. So just don't say anything. But yeah. his, but, but he is negative. You, what, you know, have you heard of um, Maccabees? The band? Yeah. Yes. So they've got a song called No Kind Words. And, okay. the, and the theme, the, the, main, the main line of it is if you've got no kind words to say, then you should say nothing more at all. That is good advice. There's a lot of fucking bile and a lot of poisonous people in, in, in this world. A lot of poisonous people on Twitter, Twitter sp- just spewing negativity. Yeah. Right? We don't add to, we, we don't need to add to that. Okay, that's, you make a good point. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say a lot on a pod if I had to be <laughs> positive. <laughs> no, if I follow that theory, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying be positive. I'm, I'm saying no, be no, reason. No, I get what you mean. Like, just be, I'd be facetious. Just don't be, don't be full of bile. Is all I'm asking to. You. I hope he does better on Saturday. On Saturday, I don't think he'll play. But anyway, let, let's, let's not get. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Potts trust him. Trust him at all. 
There's a lot, a lot of trust. I think, I think the Villa game was probably a tipping point. Let's see, let's see. Um, we'll, we'll see, but yeah, God bless you, Vincent Jansen, Jansen and, and, and I hope all, everything's going to be fine. Uh, Matala from Reddit, he says, and this is a discussion point, not quick answer anymore. Do you think Spurs are actually going to buy any players during the transfer window? I mean, we could do a short answer and say no. I don't expect them to. It would be nice to supplement the squad... Um, Everson's playing well so obviously talk of a backup for him is obviously going to be muted because he's mm. playing well but I think um, a Sigurdsson type player would be would be a good signing would you, who, buy, would you buy Sigurdsson back I'm going to ask you a question would you buy Sigurdsson back from Swansea for £15 million pounds? that's twice the amount we paid for him would you buy him back for £15 million? I'd have to lean towards yes because we know what you can do but paying that much for someone who won't start games is, is a lot of money but you right, can you, Jansen's well, got 16 who? Jansen's got was it 18? <laughs> I've done it 16 oh Jesus that's bad but it's like um, there's a bloke who plays for Leverkusen number 10 Turkish name I can't pronounce it but he's like a playmaker like a Modric type player hmm. and I like I like a player like that I mean I, I mean I think the the people who are impressed for Monaco, we're not going to be able to afford any of them. Um, was that Miapa? Fabinho, Miapa guy, or the, the fullback? No, is it Miapa? Uh, he he would be great. Who does he play for? Do you know what? I don't even know if he's a number ten, but I just like the look of him. He Who looks like a very young Thierry Henry. He plays Monaco. Oh well, they've got they've got Lamar who scored against us. They've got Bernardo Silva who's amazing. Fabinho, Mendy, the left back. Um, these guys would be a great addition to our team, but we can't afford any of them. Um, but we like, like, what about if like we've just put in a hundred million pound bid for Dybala? Just for Bantz, yeah. Not for Bantz. Let's go and get him. <laughs> let's just show some fucking ambition. Put our board to the table. Let's go and get the, one of the best number tens in Europe. Yeah. Get him in. Just fucking balls on the table. <laughs> what like wanger out? Exactly. We are Tottenham. Here's a hundred million pound for your best striker, and then. Let him reject our contract offer. Like that's fine, but just show the bollocks. It's true. It's true. We, we you know, to dare us to do. That's what we should be doing. So that's one seventh. That like hundred million pound for Dybala is one seventh of the entire cost of our stadium. <laughs> it's like the Pogba was almost one seventh of the entire cost of our new stadium. Fucking hell! Almost. I mean, I think I think what you probably got to factor in for the Pogba signing is um, the amount of shirts he'll he'll shift. Um, he's happy to do promotional work. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Happy so. to do it. He's fucking d- doing backflips to do it. Well, yeah. So I guess from that point of view, he probably pays for him pays for itself. Mbappe, Mbappe. I don't remember for him. Monaco. He looks like a he looks like a naughty little. Naughty little player, but but yeah, that's sorry. I'm a, a creative player, so maybe a Sigurdsson or Eriksson type, and another striker. I think uh, I think 15 mil is like nothing, is it? 15 million. No. Sigurdsson bringing back, I'd love him. Love to see him back. Yeah. Um, as a little backup, like if if Eriksson was injured and Sigurdsson went in that left hand side, or Ali was injured and Sigurdsson went in that number ten, you'd think, ah, fine, exactly. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, as, as an answer, I don't think we'll sign anyone. I don't, we don't. We didn't sign anyone last January, did we? Mm. Anyone major? No, no. When have we ever signed anyone major in January? Um, Can't remember anyone. Can you? Um, Good Johnson, Woodgate, Hutton. Um, Woodgate's a big one. Yep. Um, I think we signed Danny Murphy in January. You might have that wrong. Um, Defoe or Keane. One of those two was January. 
But back at a time when signing players to get out of a relegation, yeah, it was different to what we're going to kick on and, and do now. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think we'll see. Anything. I don't think you'll see anything. Gen- January is a nothing window, really. Yeah, I mean it's good for teams that are in, in trouble who have yeah. a lot of money; they can take advantage of it. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anything from Spurs. It'd be amazing if we if we did pull off some sort of major coup, but I can't see it. Um, so uh, Luke Simo, he asks, lots of ex pros seem to get a fat once to get fans fat once their playing days are over, and some stays trim. Which player from our squad will balloon once their playing days are over? You got one. Um, I I mean logically you'd look at Danny Rose and you would think he's got the propensity to get fat, but you? why? Because he's already quite stocky. I suppose, yeah. Um, but there's some players who, I mean, going back many, many moons, um, Peter Loma played for Leeds and he was a skinny player. Now he's fucking huge. I'll tell you who, who else is it? a legend at, at Tottenham. I can't fucking remember his name now. He plays in midfield. We, we played against him in the Scottish. Big guy. Oh, no. no fuck. Gary. Shit. Oh, Gary Brook. Yeah. Gary Brook. Gary yeah. Brook. He's, uh, he's turned into a unit and like t- two fridges. Yeah. Um, still got it though I think Kevin Vimmer will be fat when he retires yeah because he's struggling to I mean I'm sure he like he, I'm sure his body is slim but yeah. uh, Kevin Wimmer he has he's going to be a big boy when, when, when his playing days are over um, I, mean, I reckon Michael, Daw- Michael Dawson will turn into a, a pudding oh yeah and of course Chadley but <clears throat> I love the fact that Mido is just an, an absolute fat mess now as well I love him he's he- just like I've finished my football I'm done with it now I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my life. He was middle class and didn't even have to play football. He came from quite a well-off family. Really? Yeah, didn't even have to play. A bit like, um, I think, Viali. That what's made, your that made of, body happy. What's your members of um, Mido? Well, he came, with a, he came with a reputation of playing with um, Ibrahimovic and doing all right at Ajax for a bit. Um, he also came with a bit of a, um, a bad, kind boy, of bad boy. Oh, yeah. I loved him. Yeah, I think... I he signed in, in, is it 2005? It was when Yol was here. Yeah, so it was, uh, we had the... The Kappa kit with the blue blue yeah, sleeves. Yeah. And he scored a, a brace on his debut against Portsmouth. Yeah. I was at the game. We were one 0 down. We needed a goal, and he, he popped up with a header. And he scored that great goal against the West Ham. Vo- the volley. Yeah, we he flicks it up and, yeah, yeah. and then volleyed it in. Yeah. I, 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 he was just it. We had. He was kind of the mercurial player that when your team is very fucking average, you hold on to as that that moment of magic yeah. that you'll see every Saturday. Mido Berbatov. Um, Ginola you know the, the, we weren't great but we had that little moment of magic where we would see what I like about him is that he still has a lot of time for Tottenham I mean he's on he's got a Twitter account and he's always tweeting nice things about Spurs you know wants us to win every game yeah. and it's nice to see that because we've discussed throughout this season you know, it's the end of the stadium and players are not going to be a member of the don't win anything and media obviously didn't win anything at his time at Tottenham so did uh, he play, who else did, what other Premier League clubs did he play for? Oh God, fuck! Did he, he played Middlesbrough. Played was it Borough? Yeah, yeah. Played for Borough. Um, yeah, but um, but no, meet me though, man. No, I liked him. But that's, that's when we had like about two hundred strikers mm. in, our, in our squad. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Vincent on Facebook he says, "On this day last year, Delhi scored his wonder goal against Palace. But what is your favourite ever goal, or uh, you know, or the best one you've seen live? Fucking um, you, you. Well, I, I saw a tweet." Earlier by you, who? Who's, what? Yeah, well, I, I was actually at the, the Palace game, mm. and um, when I'll, you was at the game, did you see or understand what had just happened? Not fully, because I saw the ball. The ball went across, 
And I don't know if he lifted it or if the defender lifted it. I don't know, because sometimes he turned the poor ball. I thought the defender might have um, tried to clear it and hoofed it over his head. And he'd spun. And yeah. It was still so, a great goal. Yeah, I thought, fucking hell, what the fuck have I just seen in it? And I was in line with it. I was actually on the, I sat on the 18-yard line, about three rows from the front. Mm. It's just fucking carnage. Um, yeah, I think that was a point at which Deli Ali fully, fully, fully arrived, you know? Yeah. Um, no, it was an amazing goal. And but what, what happened in the pub after? Oh, yes. Um, so... <laughs> My mate had obviously had many, many beers, as we, as we all did. And he tried to be subtle by throwing up, but he threw up in the radiator. What do you mean he tried to be subtle by throwing up? He tried to be subtle about throwing up. A, ta- a tactical puke? Yeah, so I thought he tried to do it where no one would see it. But he turned it on, on the heater. Now, obviously, this is the middle of winter. And oh, my God. So it would have stunk after, after he'd, after he'd gone. He and just yeah. puked down the side of the radiator? Yeah, and I think a bit of it went on my mate's jacket as well. Oh, my God. It, 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 it wasn't Do you want to name the mate? Um, do you it, want to really? It was Anthony. Oh, dirty pig. Yeah, and it was um, Callum's coat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've named him. <laughs> there. Yeah, knowing Anthony, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll mind it. <laughs> I don't think he'll mind it. Best goal I've seen live. Um, Favourite ever goal, it had to be Eunice Cabal against Arsenal oh. when they beat them 3-2 because um, it's a bit like when you're in a stadium and a ball and a goal goes in and you, you don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like, what, we're 3-2 up? Yeah. And then... There's a split second which feels like forever and then you just celebrate it's just carnage. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's probably my favourite. I would say, I would say, and it's an obvious one, there's going to be lots of people to, to be there and experience it, Harry Kane's goal against Arsenal last year. But you were there at the 5-1. Yeah, but And this is eight years since, this is eight years to the day yesterday, I think. Yeah, but that's still, that, look, that 5-1 game is, it will be forever in my life. I can't imagine anything ever overtaking that as an experience to, to destroy a team who was very good yeah. you know this, that Arsenal team wasn't bad uh, and we were on you know we were on the up but at that point we still had that mental like I, I, I remember going towards that game and just holding my hands together and pleading with a God that I know doesn't exist just to say just give us this because yeah. we played so well at Arsenal the, the week before we drew one all um, we were winding up for a long time and, and Walcott scored in the 81st minute and we got it wasn't a time that you know it was a particularly good feeling about Tottenham we were kind of on the up overall but we were, we were struggling for form at the time and we played so well and I was just, I just all I wanted was to beat them we hadn't beaten them in ages before yeah. that uh, and to go in and to demolish them like five one against your rivals, like it hasn't happened since. Like we haven't smashed them to bits like that. Yeah. And to be there and experience that was incredible. And it was at a time where I didn't even like going to watch Spurs and Arsenal. I, I would rather close my eyes and pretend it wasn't existing. Yeah. It didn't existed. Turn the telly off. Wait for a full result. Um, I remember actually, I, I was saying to my brother Ross, my older brother, and I said. I don't think I can watch it. I can't. I can't bring myself to watch it. Like it, it makes me feel sick. Yeah, I know. And exactly he looked at me and he went, "Fucking man up." <laughs> he said, "He goes, them cunts are giving you fear. You're, 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 you're scared about what happened against. It doesn't matter whether we lose against them. They'll always be them cunts, and we'll always be Spurs. Fuck all that." Exactly. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Do you know what? Fuck that." And now they've turned into become the biggest embarrassment 
on earth. I mean, That's the best plans, pep talk of all time, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The, those two lines were, were changed my life completely. Because now I'd look at it and I think, you can beat us, but you'll never beat us. Yeah. Um... That's quite good, isn't it? You can beat us, but you'll never Bob, beat us. Barley hates it when, it when we say that. Yeah, big old moan. Does he? Yeah. Well, I can handle Barley's incredulation um, <laughs> easily. More, much more than uh, pissing myself over Arsenal. That's true. Um, so what's the best goal you've seen, though? Best goal is... It, it is so it's it, also that goal. It's the hurricane goal. The hurricane um, last, last year, losing my shit completely. The Jenner's goal in that game was was amazing. Because he had like four or five players in that five-one, four or five players around him. Yeah. The ball came to him two minutes in. He hit the shot off the post and in, and, and that was the start of what was a magical evening. But the hurricane goal was like very few that I've seen scored at White Hart Lane. To be in there, you know, you, what you got to remember is just eight or nine minutes before Cochrane had been sent off. You know, we were one 0 down at that point. We scored two goals in quick quick succession, and um, to be there and. and, and I've said it before many times, but my brother Adam, he, he's quite, he doesn't enjoy football in the same way. He likes absorbing the game. He doesn't yeah. sing that much unless the, the moment takes him. But looking at his face as he was on the floor celebrating uh, Kane's goal, like looking down at him, he was literally on his back just pumping the air with this. <laughs> like the, a cockroach. The grin, <laughs> yeah, a little bit like a cockroach. And uh, he was just grinning ear to ear. And I looked at that and I was like, if that can do that to him, what is this going on? And they were fucking deadly silent. No, 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 it was beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Best goal I've seen, God. I mean, obviously I can't say the Deli Alley one. Um, I'd have to think about... Bell scored so many great goals. Mm. I wish I was there for the West Ham one. But I think maybe the second one, I think. Now, the first one he scored against AIDS Inter Milan is quite underrated. So I'll say that one. Okay. And Spurs shout Twitter. He says, "Who are more important to us as a pair, Rosa Walker or Toby?" And Jan Verzonen. Uh, it's quite a tough one. Really. You can't. You can't. There's almost like the question is a good question because it's so <clears throat> difficult. But they, they're a part of a unit. Yeah. We don't work without Rosen Rosen Walker, and we're nowhere near the team without Jan Verzonen and Toby Alavera. So, yeah. what do you? How do you answer that? I think, in terms of the way Tottenham play, Rosen Walker probably there's more there's more focus on Rosen Walker in terms of the way we play. So if I had to give an answer, it'd be that one. But it's by it's not by much. By cunt here is what you'd say yeah. if you'd had a few. But by cunt here or Rizzler paper. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I I think I think we could. Potentially, we'd find it easier to replace out of Erard and Vertonghen than we would Rosen Walker. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to um, to Walker and, and all of the Spurs team for doing their live Instagram. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't like. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Spurs players being on social media excessively, but it was it was nice to see. And and there was a couple of really nice parts on Instagram where um, Dyer that people said, "What do you think? Will Dyer will?" Ali moved to Madrid and Dyer went maybe on holiday or, or, or go to Madrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on holiday. Uh, and what I, the most, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fucking child, I'm 35 and I shouldn't get giddy over this, mm. right? But Walker, when they were talking about the £60 million rating of Walker yeah. and Rose, and Walker didn't even say, no, I'm worth more, he just went, top until I die. Yeah. Fucking yes. Have that. <laughs> that was a, that was a, he serves up a wallop. 
<laughs> Dishes up wallops, yeah. Dishes up wallops, that's it. <laughs> fucking quality line. Dished up a right wallop. <laughs> no, I loved it when he said that. Um, I mean, he did say shortly after that, oh yeah, you know, SUFC as well. I mean, he's obviously a big Sheffield United fan, but he loves it at Tottenham. He feels at home at Tottenham and he's evolved so much as a player in his time here. I mean, he won Young Player of the Year in his first season. He had a couple of seasons where he was in no man's land, but I don't think he was alone in that. I mean, we had AVB and Sherwood and that was a pretty... It's pretty much a strange era for, for players. Yeah. But the one thing about AVB that never really gets mentioned is that he had w- one really amazing transfer window where he bought Jan Vertonghen. I think yeah. Vertonghen might have been done by Redknapp anyway, but yeah, give it to yeah, AVB. Yeah. Musa Dembele. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, we lost Modric though. Yeah, but we? Hugo Lloris. One window. And we bought Sigurdsson and Dempsey. A fucking One hell. window. That okay, we lost, we lost Modric and Van der Vaart, But... In one window. That is and three of those guys are the spine of our team. Still. It's ridiculous. And this was us five, well, be five years ago in summer. I, I, I think just a, a, another quick shout out to Dembele. I thought he was, do, he was good in that game as well. Yeah, Bardi hated him. I, I keep shouting out Bardi for some reason, but Bardi wasn't happy with his performance. But I think Dembele yeah, I, looked, looked short on legs at, thought, at times. I think he grew into it as the game went on. I just thought that in a game where you had absolutely no space at all and none of our midfielders played well. Yeah. For him, at moments, to take control of the game and give us some respite was so crucial. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I just fucking love Moussa Dembele. Oh, I love, I I love, love him, him too. So much. He's just, he, he's, he's a brilliant player. Um, I love all our fucking players. I, th- I think also, um, Son, I think I said to some people around me, is he even playing? When he came on, I think there's about a 20 minute, can't, I don't know if it's 20 minutes, but there's a period of four, is he even on the fucking pitch? Mm. He just pops up with a goal, I think it's his ninth goal of the season, he's just, um, great finish. he's just such an important player for us, mm. even if he doesn't maybe take a game, even if there's no game he could say, he's taking it by the scruff of his neck, he just gets so I mean, many important goals. There were a couple of games early on that he, he was, yeah, when he, when he got player of the month, yeah. Yeah, um, what, player of the month in the Premier League? He got player of the month in the Premier League, yeah. Wow. He scored two goals against... Scored against Stoke Watford. and Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, uh, so that's it from the Fighting Cop podcast this week. Thank you again to everyone who showed for our live show. Remember, that we're going to be doing it again in for, for the Liverpool game, February eleventh. Um, I'd imagine the ticket, yeah, imagine the tickets are going to be limited because we're going to give first refusal to the people that went, went to the last game. Um, but yeah, keep keep an eye out for it. Uh, and again, like thanks for everyone for coming down. It was it was a massively humbling experience, and I can't wait to do it again. It was it was fantastic. It was it was truly great. I'm not going to be able to make the Liverpool one. A bit gutted about that. You are not? No. Why are we doing? Oh, I made plans, man. What plans? Can't get out of them. Do you not want to talk about it on the pod? No. Is it porn? <laughs> I wish it was, but it's not porn. No. All right. I love you too. Love you too.
Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Versed is men's activewear that's built to be comfortable, functional, and stylish. Their versatile clothing is made from fabrics that flex and fit perfectly for any activity, whether it's at the gym or on the go. Versed is fit for living, and these wardrobe staples are sure to be your favorite things to wear. Versed is available at Dick's Sporting Goods. Or get 15% off regular price items when you go to VRST.com and use the promo code PODCAST15, all in caps. That's PODCAST15, all capital letters. Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com slash protect. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.